Hey, you damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Lovelace. And Daniel. Hey, you damn guys. What's up? What's up? This is our Book Club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to our friends. And now Danielle's going to tell you all about it. Ah, jeez. Well, we're going to read a thing, and we, we're we going to tell you what to read, and you're going to read it, and we're going to read it, and then we're going to talk about what we read, and you're going to listen to us talking about what we read. And then you're going to talk about what we talked about when we were talking about what we read, and we'll talk about what you talked about when you talked about us talking about what we read, and that's friendship, and that's a book club. Back to you, John. Yes. Oh, classic. Classic style that was right there. awesome. That was yes, really thank you so much. Uh, I got some shouts outs for this week. Shouts outs. Shouts out. Yes. Shout out to the birthday boy. It's Aubrey's birthday. It's Aubrey's birthday. Yeah. It's birthday boy. It's Aubrey's actual birthday. You know, we celebrated Aubrey's birthday a little bit earlier, so that way we could surprise him with some awesome gifts. But it's a it's birthday his actual time. birthday. Actual birthday yes. times is coming up. So yeah, man, happy birthday. Want to make sure that we shout you out. What are you doing for your birthday? I'm gonna go play mini golf. Yes, <laughs> that'll be fun. That'll be awesome. Uh. Yeah, Aubrey, so all the book club members, I hope that you give Aubrey a happy birthday from all of us. Birthday. 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 That's what we do around the household over <laughs> here. So there you go, Aubrey. You got your official birthday chant from us. Happy Thank birthday. You guys. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, the year around the sun. Yes. It's been fun. Yes, there you go. I also wanted to shout out Ross Radke. Ross Radke. Book club member. We didn't give an update on his Kickstarter he crushed it. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. He totally the, did. The goal was 6000 and he raised $8,200. Um, so we got all the stretch goals. We got all the stretch goals. We got all the pages. We got the poster thing. All that stuff is going to be super good. So congrats, team. Good job all around. Yes. Congratulations. I'm pretty excited about this one coming out, you know? Yeah. Really, yeah. I'm going to read them all together. I'm going to read all, like, sit down and just chunk the whole thing maybe we can have ross and talk about it oh that would be great yeah very cool and now we're gonna go on to our listener feedback listener feedback get out trades and floppies get out hardback copies digital is fine read along time get out we got a Hey Damn Guys from Hey Nor. Hey Nor. Book Club member. That's true. Man, it feels so good to be back in Harrow County with the book club. Yes. You guys really did a great job with all your spooky episodes. It definitely made my October much more spooktacular. You guys should do more movie commentaries hearing you guys. <laughs> you might be the only person that's asked us for that. Hearing you guys talk about Sad Horny Gary Dracula was great. I know I'd listen to more if you guys put them out. Old Haunts was a book I actually hadn't got around to reading yet, but I checked it out before listening to the show, and holy crap, Lawrence Campbell's art is so damn good. Yes, that was awesome. Campbell's work has such a dreamy quality to me when he isn't doing straight action. His characters and settings are all drawn realistically with lots of detail, but the simple shapes he uses for forms and the amount of shadows and light he plays with in panels makes it feel surreal, even though his style isn't super exaggerated. Also, right around this point in Harrow County is when I dropped off the earrings and only kept up with it sporadically. My wife and I were both reading it up until this point, and when the guest artist started showing up, my wife kind of lost interest in regularly reading the rest of the series. And after a few more issues, I kind of dropped off too. But I'm excited to get back and get to the issues and arcs I missed with you guys. Yeah, awesome. By the way, the poor Rocco guy, I know he's a professional henchman slash goon. <laughs> But he seemed so nice. I hope he isn't in traction for too long. (laughs) 
Maybe Gotham has a robust healthcare system. Well, physical healthcare, anyways. Mental health seems to always take a back seat on their <laughs> list of priorities. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. Arkham, probably the worst place in the world. Anyways, great episode, you damn guys. Can't wait for the next one. Awesome. Thank you so awesome. much, Hayden. That was excellent. Thank you, Hayden. And I don't want to bring this down, but I, I got to mention this. We got to talk, talk about this. Kevin Conroy, I mean, with yeah. the animated series Gotham oh, having just yeah. been brought up. Yeah, yeah. Um, this really fucking hurts. This really, really fucking does. hurts. He obviously the best, the best, best to ever do it. But by literally all accounts, like one of the most wonderful people. Right. Yeah. Ever. Yes. And I, he's so young. I can't. It's just horrible. I was shocked when I found it. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, you know, our sincere thanks and gratitude, and also. Our sympathies to his family and and husband and everybody. Yeah, and all his loved ones. I yeah, mean, everybody. Yeah. You know, everyone's like. But everyone, the, the whole world is, like, is just yeah. no. This sucks. Yeah, yeah fuck really. this. Yeah, so awful. But I know that he would want us all to remember all the wonderful things that we loved about right, him. So yeah. put on some of your favorite episodes of the animated series, or play some of the Arkham games, or yeah. watch that one time he was Batman and then live action on yeah. one of those shows. <laughs> I can't remember which one, but it was great. It was, uh, it was the Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yeah. I think it was the Batgirl episode. Okay. We watched all okay, of those. We, did, yeah, yeah. we watched all those. And uh, yeah. he's done a lot of amazing interviews, and he even will just like record on his phone just to say thank you so much to the fan community for... This and that, and he re- most recently wrote an issue f- for DC for Pride Month. Oh, I have detailing that too. Yeah, yeah. his yeah. struggles coming up as a young actor and in the gay community, and how like um, Stonewall happened and, and the AIDS crisis and all the discrimination he came up against, and how that all helped, inf- and how his family he was struggling with his family, and because some of them were ill, and so that all informed his performance and his portrayal of Batman, and that's so intense and and yeah. what a lovely thing to share um with the world and just such a deep intense thing to share so anyway all of his contributions um are just so amazing and incredible and we are so grateful for all of it just all of it he yeah. gave everything just a thousand percent all yeah. the time and was always so gracious and generous with his time and so sweet and loving and really took the time to just talk to everybody and um so yeah I, i'm sure and a lot of people are sharing their like um videos from him and things like that yeah. so if you want to do that i know that he would insist on everyone sharing their happy thoughts of him and uh so yeah go ahead yeah. and do that for sure yeah that's um i guess like thinking on that you know i can i say this or whatever can i talk about this or yeah so i, I got one of these videos from yeah. kevin conroy he uh, it's a personal message to me you know for some stuff that i was going through at a certain point and it was really touching you know the stuff that he said and you know it's I've, because nothing, you can tell it, he is sincere yeah, and it's this is not something I've, he's just doing yeah and moving on he is the most sincere loving human being <laughs> yeah I, I feel so emotional just thinking about it and it's not really something that i've yeah. shared with anybody i don't really no, it was you know very personal. it's a very personal because thing he's but, very that's but, how uh, he is but you know it was uh it, it, it was important to me and uh you know, you definitely feel that personal mm-hmm. impact. You yeah. know what I mean? That personal reach into the fan community. But well, I try to think of some of the positive things. You know, because it because it is it does really suck. It is really super depressing. It's just like yeah. oh, horrifying. So yeah. young and such a wonderful man. And, and but one thing that I like is yeah. that for years people have been saying he's the best Batman. He is like 
Oh, you yeah. know, whenever it's... someone tries to do a ranking or someone tries to say, who's the best Batman? Someone always comes in and goes, well, what Kevin about Kevin Conroy? Conroy? He's the best one. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kevin Conroy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, and so I like that he got to be around for that. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he got to be around to experience yeah. that everybody thought he was the best one. But it was he's like, also the kind of guy, he's also the man who would be like, there's room for so many Batmans right. and everyone yeah. can be Batman oh, yeah. in their own way. And but in his head, in his yeah. heart, he knew that he was like... <laughs> but I'm, he was I'm, so gracious uh, about I, it. I hope that he had some pride about he that. He was very I'm, sweet about that, and, though. And, and another thing was that uh, I think it's interesting that there are so many people, like kind of like quote-unquote nobodies like me, who are just like people in the community who have a personal connection to him. But then also like all these celebrities, their oh, hearts yeah. are breaking too. Like, yeah. He, yeah. But, but I'm, I'm anyone who's ever worked with him. But I'm just kind like, of imp- no. <laughs> but it's like one of those things where I'm kind of impressed yeah. how many people are yeah. like, holy shit! Like, you know, and I mean the amount of like famous people that are also like mourning him and sharing pictures of him and like all this stuff, pr- parts of interviews that he d- that he did and yeah. all the video clips of them hanging out and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, wow. You it's know, not that's, surprising yeah, at it's all. It's like everybody. It was like renowned that everyone wonderful. was like everybody loved him and all that kind of stuff. What are some of your favorite uh, episodes of Batman the Animated Series? Oh, so Aubrey? many. There's so many. Oh man. Okay, so there are so many. Like like you said, I mean, um, I really like the movies Batman and Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, that's a good one. Return of the Joke and Batman Beyond. Return of the Joke. Batman Beyond, man. He was so good in that oh, as so as old Batman. Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. That's man. good. I mean, it's just like it's hard to pick a favorite, but there are just so many good ones. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I really like that one with the gray ghost with Adam West in it. That one's oh, great. that is a good one. <laughs> yeah. In 2011, uh, when I was at Comic Con, uh, it was right when Arkham City was coming out, and he and Mark Hamill did a panel, oh. and we got to go to it, and we got wow. to see there. I mean, I didn't get to meet him, but I got to see him from like all the way from like a hundred yards away. <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, you were in the same. He, you you saw him there, yeah. You know, he was just like, you know, he and Mark Hamill, they were just talking up a storm. Oh, and just, so cool. It was just so awesome, to be honest with you. I mean, he, he you know, he he was just like so warm and everybody loved yeah. him. And he was just like just a genuinely fun guy. Yeah. And um, he's going to be missed. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's a big hole in a lot of people's hearts right yeah. now because I feel like he still had so much. I mean, that just you could hear how much he loved every single time. He never got tired of it or annoyed or cranky right, when someone yeah. would be like it's Batman he'd be like I am Vin-. he would immediately start up and yeah. be like I am the knight you know what I mean He gen- you could tell how much he genuinely sincerely loved turning it on for people he would be talking in his normal speaking voice and then he would go into it and people would freak out and yeah. he loved yeah. he loved what would happen in a room when he would turn on the Batman voice yeah. and everybody would freak out and I that is just so rare like how amazing yeah. and um, just I didn't really know the depths of the struggles that he'd been through and for someone to turn out so amazing like even after it's just so incredible and mark hamill's words today about his passing was just so gut-wrenching heartbreaking just heartbreaking but also uplifting in a way because you know hearing from him just how much he loved working with him over all those years is and how impressed he was with him and how much he really was inspired and all this stuff is just you you love to know that yeah. you love to know that about about yeah. the relationship and that's just wonderful and like not to say that like oh I guess we all have this parasocial relationship with Kevin Conroy but he was totally fine with it yeah yeah it was it would, he would be like yeah wait he would retweet random fan art that people would tweet at him and be like hey Kevin Conroy 
here's my fan art and he'd be like he would retweet it and be like this is amazing never stop doing art you're great wonderful like what a fucking guy yeah yeah very cool yeah i mean um what what can you say i mean what else can you say uh, the best Batman for sure. The best my, to ever do it. He, my, he is my Batman. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. Uh, some of my favorite episodes off the top of my head. Um, almost got him. I love that one. Yeah. That's a, oh, that's one. a great one. That's a classic one. Um, I love. Um, what's the one that he sings? He sings oh, the song. Yeah. Right. Oh, He's got a great singing League. voice. That's in Justice League. Okay, so that's yeah. not an episode, of, but that's still a great episode. God, there's one where it's like they think that he shot Commissioner Gordon. Oh, right. Or something like that. He's being framed. Oh, I think it's yeah. from the second season or it's yeah. from that second iteration of it. But there's so many good God, there's episodes. so many great episodes. I, but yeah, I'm I, glad that you oh. brought up Aubrey. I'm glad you brought up Batman Beyond because his performance yeah. in that was fantastic. <laughs> I was I was about to bring up another one of uh, another episode of Batman Beyond. It's this one episode where old bruce is in uh, a mental institution and like he may be hearing voices oh, but it's right. like bruce this is you know you know to do bruce and then like at the end he goes well, i knew it wasn't i wasn't hearing voices and he's like why do you say that he goes i don't call myself bruce mm-hmm. oh wow that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> man and i loved arkham city i've played all the batman games right but arkham he's city was like oh yeah i loved so that cool. i loved that story i loved that whole game that was my favorite that's been my favorite one so far it's just like they were like, hey, Kevin Conroy, you're, would you do Batman's voice for these video games? Batman. And he was like, absolutely, I would love to do that. You know what I mean? Like, he's, I just, yeah. oh, he doesn't have to do it. He's the voice he's that you about it. hear he's a voice when that you, you hear. read it on the page. When yeah. you are reading Batman comics, Kevin Conroy is the voice that you are hearing. And that's an incredible legacy. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, about legacy. Really. Yeah. There's this uh, episode that people are actually sharing on Twitter. Well, it's a, it's a small clip that people are sharing on Twitter of this amazing performance that he gave for this specific episode of Bruce's it's Bruce he's not Batman he's Bruce he's at his parents graves and he's like I never expected to find happiness you know like I it feels different I'm so sorry he's like apologizing to his parents for like moving on and whatever and like the end of that scene is you know she walks up to him and she's like oh you know what it's okay like all this stuff like it's fine to move on all these things and so there was like this interview um, with them about that episode and how he this performance that he gave made everybody like cry and how they all had to take a couple of minutes in wow. the studio to just stop and be like, what a performance. Kevin Conroy's like, after I did that, I knew that I could be proud of that performance. Like he was even like, like even his own standards for himself right. were so high. <laughs> he was like, yeah, everybody in the studio was weeping. So I guess I can be proud of that. Like, wow, yeah, man. Yeah. You did a good job. Yeah. Wonderful job. So, yeah. yes. And so, anyway, he's just all around amazing person. Will be deeply missed. And uh, go watch your favorite Batman stuff from, yeah. from that, Kevin Conroy. Uh, it won't be difficult because there's a lot of it. So, you will be able to find something from him for sure. Yeah. That one you just mentioned, that's uh, that's in the middle of Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Okay. Such a great movie. Oh, okay. It wasn't right. Mask of the Phantasm. Okay, yeah, I thought yeah. that was from an episode for okay. some reason. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And I imagine that we're going to talk about Kevin Conroy more because we're going to be having some more Catwoman episodes coming up. Yes. And so I'm sure that we'll be talking about more Batman stuff. And yeah, let us know. Uh, share with us your favorite things Kevin Conroy related. Just coming back around to that, hey, you damn guys, we all wish Rocco a speedy recovery. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we know that's got a Hoyt, so we'll be rooting for you, that's man. That's got a Hoyt. That's got a Hoyt. We also heard from Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell. Book club member. Mm-hmm. He said the book club really needs to come together with a GoFundMe to help Rocco from Gotham <laughs> pay for the medical bills. There you go. 
Keep it all in universe. Yes. Thank you, Drew. Yes, absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna send we're gonna send Rocco some of his favorite cannolis. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you. And now we're gonna go on to our book club episode for the week. In case you wanted to know, I'm doing the hand gesture. <laughs> I know that you were all wondering that. I am doing it. Yes. Um, and this week, uh, I'm going to pass it over to Aubrey. Take it away, Obs, for your birthday. Oh, yes. Uh, so this week, we are reading Scott Pilgrim. We the are. First volume. Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life. Scott Pilgrim is a digest-sized graphic novel series by Canadian writer and artist Ryan Neil O'Malley. It was published from August 2004 to July 2010 by Portland-based independent comic publisher Oni Press and later Fourth Estate, a division of Robert Collins. A full-color hardback volumes colored by Nathan Fairbairn was released from August 2012 to April 2014. A film adaptation of the series titled Scott Pilgrim vs. the World was released in 2010. Yeah, yeah so, so I, yeah, I, I love this movie. I've never read the comic, but I've seen the movie many times, so I guess the movie will come up a lot. But it, it is a little yeah. different. There, there are some differences, which I thought was interesting. This first little graphic novel, it, the movie and it follow each other fairly accurately, I think. But as the series goes on, it takes a different turn. You know, it's like they you get to the same story beats, but it goes a different way. Okay. And uh, it, there's a special thanks here to Hope Larson. I noticed that. So Hope Larson is in there. I wonder why that's there. Yeah, Brian Lee O'Malley, he thanked Hope she's Larson. A, in cool. the, yeah, she's we a, just recently talked about her. Yeah. She's his ex-wife. Oh. Oh. I did not okay. know that. Wow. Okay, then. Interesting. Well, Hope Larson, an incredible artist. Yeah. And we love and, her. And a talented writer herself. Yes, that is true. Yes, we interviewed her for her Eisner Award-winning book, Salt Magic. Yes. Mm-hmm. We were very fortunate to do that. That was excellent. So I'm actually looking at the digital colored omnibus version, oh, okay. so it doesn't have the real uh, cover. I first discovered Scott Pilgrim. Like I went and saw the movie. Coincidentally, John, it was the same day that you and I met J. Scott Campbell. Huh. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so I went and, I went and saw the movie later that night, oh, wow. and then I was like so blown away. I got went home and like ordered all six volumes. Oh wow! And, and they came, and I just read the whole thing, and I've I read really it a few it. times. Uh, this is the first time I'll be reading it in color, though, so okay. this is fun. It really made an impression on you. You saw this wow, movie, and you were like, "I'm yeah. ordering all of these books." Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So, uh, can I talk about this just briefly? As long as we're talking yeah. about the movie, um, we sometimes go on band field trips. The band oh, will go. Is... So me and John and Peter will go on band field trips to see a movie together. And this or is sometimes we... a concert or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Or yeah. Well, yeah. We obviously we go see a lot of live uh, live music together. So yeah, we'll go to a concert or we'll go to a movie. Whatever. We we'll take a little band field trip. We call it. And so uh, this movie come. I've never seen anything like this movie. It was so wild. And so the way that the musical performances are depicted was really what stuck out to me. I really enjoyed that a lot. And the they have a lot of really interesting um, narrative devices that they use. Like, it's very... It's just such a fun, goofy, yeah. pop art yeah. movie. Like, it's so I've, weird and fun. And the music is excellent. The soundtrack is fantastic. Oh, um, I have that on... I have it on vinyl. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And yeah. so we, like... You know, anyway. So uh, that was an excellent band field trip memory. It was a fun. It's a fun band movie. If you're in a band, it's hilarious, and there's a lot of really funny fucking jokes. If you're in a band, yeah. and it's just, <laughs> I just really enjoyed it. I liked the aesthetic of it. I I liked everything about it. And can I just say, perfectly cast. Every single cast member of all these characters was so perfectly cast, and I really enjoyed 
reading that because I'd never read this, and so all I've ever known about this was the movie. And reading this, I was like, oh yeah, perfectly cast for like yeah. every one of these. The only character, oh, yeah. the only character in this book I cannot stand is Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him so much. I think he's awful. Uh, I love all the other characters though, and so um, I again I thought they were all perfectly cast. And um, anyway, I so yeah, I very much enjoyed. This book, but the whole time I was reading it, I was like, I gotta watch this movie again. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But I absolutely hate Scott Pilgrim. I think he's a fucking dirtbag. Yeah. I just can't uh, stand him. Okay, I'm glad you said that because let's get this out of the way. I mean, I, I love Scott Pilgrim. I love the book. I love the movie. I played the video game. Sure. It was on Xbox Live Arcade. But I'm but not rooting right. for this man. <laughs> you know, you're, you're right. Scott Pilgrim is the worst. He's, <laughs> he's the worst. So anyway, just wanted to get that yeah. all of that out of the oh, way. Yeah. That's my background on this. Yeah, we open with Scott Pilgrim is dating a high schooler. No, <laughs> no, don't like that. No, okay. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do... Mm. <laughs> 23, dating a 17-year-old. Don't do it. Not, yeah. Don't do that. Not good. You know, I mean, it's, it's just not cool. Unacceptable and behavior. So we open up on, they're in, um, I, I'm guessing it's uh, Stephen Still's kitchen. Scott is pouring himself a drink. And they're all just like asking about the high schooler, and Kim's like, "Haven't you been out of high school for like thirteen years?" He's like, "I'm 23," you know. That's horrible. That's like the opposite of a little kid being like, you know, they someone like, "Aren't you seven? I'm a seven and three quarters." Right. You know what I mean? But it's the opposite of that. Like, it's not that bad. It's okay. It's not okay. You're awful. Yeah. Don't do it. They ask like, you know, have you kissed her? And you know, she said we almost held hands, but she was embarrassed. And then he goes, where did you meet her? On the bus. And we flash just to him meeting her on the bus <laughs> with her mom. Oh, see, drops... that, I thought this Go was ahead. interesting. This is totally different. They didn't show this in the yeah. movie. Yeah, right? they didn't show this in the movie, no. You see Knives on the bus with her mom. And her mom is like, you're 17 years old. It's time to get interested in boys. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. Mm, I don't know about that. And then she drops her book bag. And Scott's like, don't worry about it. And we see Scott Pilgrim, 23 years old, rating. Awesome. Did you uh, did you see the books that she dropped? Yeah, how to study yes. hard, how to study harder. <laughs> yes, very complex math. Trick stuff part two. Yeah. <laughs> the rating he's given is awesome, but I don't rate that. Right. I don't yeah. rate him as awesome. No, that's the rating in the comic. The, uh, you know, Scott probably wrote this himself. Yes. Right. Whose right. point of view is this, right? And I, I like Scott's shirt. It's kind of like that old school like Smashing Pumpkins shirt. Yeah, I was surprised how accurate the outfits are in the movie. Okay. Because he's yeah. wearing the Smashing Pumpkin shirt. Well, and her, Kim, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. She is so perfectly fucking cast and she does this part so well and that's her jacket. <laughs> She's wearing that jacket. Yeah. You know what's actually kind of cool is like I, I was like watching the movie, some of the movie, and reading the comic around, the, and the colorist definitely based his color palette off, off the movie. Oh, like, okay, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, you right can definitely on. see like like the colors he's wearing in this in the colored version are definitely from the movie. Okay, uh, right on. I, so I the also colored version the... came out after the movie. Yeah, the colored version oh, came right. out in okay. Uh, okay. 2012. Yeah, I like that Brian Lee O'Malley, he has all these references to like music and stuff. Like right. he, he likes the Smashing Pumpkins. Like sure. he's going to he's going to work mm -hmm. that logo in there. Like he's not going to like make it like an off-brand Smashing Pumpkins. No, no he's going to put the actual Smashing Pumpkins with the, you know, the cursive yeah. letters and everything. I love that. There's anyway. a couple oh, of yeah. shirts in here like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, we're getting to uh, Wallace Wells, who <laughs> was so beautifully cast as um, Kieran Culkin. As Kieran Culkin, love it. 
Oh, I like this like little splash page we get with like chapter one, dating a high schooler. Oh, yeah. Right. And we see Ramona. I like how she's just like in the corner. Right. That's pretty cool how they put that in there. They put the manic pixie dream girl in there (laughs) in the corner here. Yeah. And there's like, like uh, Daniel said, we just now get, we're getting to Wallace's house. It's like, just so I tell you before you hear it from anybody else, I'm dating. Yes, I'm dating a 17 year old. And we get Wallace Wells, roommate, 25 years old, rating 7.5 out of 10. This I man is an 11 out lower. of 10. This man <laughs> yeah. is an 11 out of 10. But then I also like how, like, this, they, they took this scene straight and yeah. adapted it perfectly in the movie with, like, lame poster Scott. <laughs> well, all of the acting choices, even in the, like, the directing choices, mm-hmm. they, they kind of take everything a step further and make it way more cartoony. I think yeah. a lot of this stuff of like all the motions and the little sound well, effects like, it, and the little. It's almost like they looked at this and they said, "This looks like a cartoon." Let's blow it out. And yeah, the movie needs to, and it's Edgar Wright. So yeah. I mean, like, oh yeah. yeah. They oh, have yeah. so many goofy acting choices that I think are so wonderful and um, really bring this to life. Like obviously, this all the movie is straight up from the book, so you know, excellent that they paid attention to the source material, but they took it to that next level, which I, I really appreciate. And I didn't yeah. appreciate it until I read the book. Like yeah. I was like, Oh, they really, yeah, you know, that's awesome. Scott's coat. Wallace's coat better. I remember that got <laughs> yeah. like a huge laugh. Yeah. The it really did. Yeah. We, that was got we, a big pop. <laughs> the way everything just kind of popped up on the screen, the bump, 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 bump. Yeah. You're totally my bitch forever, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> also, I find it interesting is like uh, the way that these first couple of scenes are structured. They're different in the movie. In the movie, they're talking about it. Then she shows up and they see the band practice and all right. that. Uh, and then it cuts to the Wallace scene. But now it's like we're cutting to the next day or something. I like that. The next day or something. <laughs> <laughs> and they're getting to Sills' house. And, you know, he's like, uh, promise me you'll be good. Of course I'll be good. Am I not normally? Just promise me you'll be good. Why is he yeah. the worst? Why did you make that the lead character anyway? <laughs> For drama. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, he introduces you to the band. They go in. Um, I like how the, the uh, amplifier says lame brand. Oh, I didn't notice that. You're absolutely right. That is so funny. Well, it, it, I feel like that's a band joke, too, because yeah. it's a giant amp, Yeah. right? So these guys, they, they buy a giant stack, but it's a crappy yeah. brand. Yeah, well, because they can't afford a giant stack you that's know, a nice one. Well, you can buy plenty of amps that are very expensive and very good that are not giant. Yes. But it's yes. like buying like a giant monster truck when you're just driving <laughs> in, in rush hour bumper-to-bumper traffic all the time. You know what I mean? Like, why do pe- people do that in Houston, by the way? That's why I'm saying that. Horrible. But it's like, yes, but, it's but so that's stupid. like, there, there are so many band jokes in that. here. Like, yeah. I wonder what Brian Lee O'Malley's background is with music. He must yeah. have been involved with some local bands because you he knows You don't get delicious yeah. inside yeah. jokes, <laughs> inside band jokes, unless you... Yeah, well, and good, he's got so many... Detail, Aubrey, yeah. A lot of his jokes revolve around yeah. gigging, which I think are so fun. Yeah, and so they get set up, and then like you know, Kim starts it just like in the movie. We are sex, baba. Well, I like when he, I like, I like this bit before, right before there, where he goes, "Okay, let's start with Launchpad McQuack." This is not the actual title of the song. Like he, like when he slides in, and (laughs) yes, that's so good. I mean, I love it. It's like the beat, the the beats are really fun and all that. That's a band joke. That is a band. That is a band joke. Like it's all so stuff that you wouldn't even anyway. I that is. That's a fantastic banjo. Uh, but little... John does this too, where he's like, all right, we're starting the song now. Like... <laughs> you were saying that this is Stephen Stills' house, but I think this is Neil's house, or are they related? This is young Neil's house. 
Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he lives he's, there. She's like, oh, he's, what instrument do you play or whatever? And he's like, I just live here. They're right. just practicing. Yeah. They just use his house as a practice Well, because his house is the only house where, again, another banjo where they can practice that people won't complain that it's too loud. I guess, so that's just yeah, so cool. Yeah. They don't have a yeah. practice space. You know, I always thought it was Stills' house. Oh, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I thought maybe they were like roommates or maybe. something. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Oh, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I like it that when we turn the page, we get the song. Yeah, and- it's the actual song. And he's like got the you know, and I love it where he's like there's a little box that says, Hey kids, now you can play along with Sex Fa Bomb at home. It's easy because they're kinda crappy. Look, this whole song is just only uses three chord. Four four rock, <laughs> fast, hard, sloppy. And it has the tab. It has the tablature for you <laughs> yeah. know, if you, it, that's and that's and that's a to- and that's another band joke to me because it's yeah. like you can't read music. It's got the tab. So it's got the tab in there because the tab is for people who can't read sheet music. Yeah, man. You know what I right. mean? And so yeah. mm-hmm. it's kind of like, um, that's kind of a band joke too. But this is not the same song from the movie. We keep talking about the no. movie, but the the song from the movie is different. So right. yeah. I think it would be interesting if someone made this song or if they made it. For, I'm surprised they didn't make it for but the, the movie. the song in the movie is real good though. I know it I is. Like I it. mean, well, Beck yeah, well, did I mean, all the songs. Yeah. It was written by, <laughs> by Beck. <laughs> Maybe they tried to do this and they said, nah, that sucks. <laughs> I think it's the point, but like, yeah, fucking no, metric I mean, to do a song in this movie. Like I can't. It's so good. Anyway, oh man, uh, I would actually like to. I'm pretty sure somebody out there has probably done. This oh yeah, song. I'm oh, sure okay. there's yeah, like yeah. I mean, you could probably just put this like just type this into YouTube and find it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure somebody's done it. We will not look that up though. We're just gonna keep going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could have, but I didn't think about it until right now. But I think it's like I do think that's really cool that they do that. And then uh, when it's over, Steve uh, Stills is like, "Man, that was way too fast." And you know, he's like, "Do you want to do it again?" Yeah, let's do it again. And then they keep playing, and then you see the stars forming and knives. Are, right. Are, yeah. Well, that was on uh, the previous page as well. They have like a whole thing that's like while they're playing, she's like, "Oh wow." Yeah, yes. I like how all this mm-hmm. is depicted. It's really cool. Yeah, and I like. I mean, that's something I actually like how they depicted it in the movie, like how it just stretched out. I mean, I know we're just going to keep talking about the movie. We should. It's difficult do not to. <laughs> yeah, I would like to get uh, Peter it'll, on. It'll that. get easier uh, throughout the series because they really do start taking different turns. Right. Yeah. yeah. So she's really impressed, and they're like. He's like walking her to the bus and he's like, I'll see you after school tomorrow. Boo! <laughs> that is Boo! creepy. Don't like it. <laughs> yeah, so he walks her to the bus and then afterwards they're all talking. You remember he's when like, everyone would just sit on the bed? There's like just three people sitting on a bed right, and, yeah. and someone's yeah, on the computer. Doing that. Like, yeah. Anyway. He's reading like a web comic. I was trying to figure it looks like it's a real web comic. I wonder if that's something that Brian Lee O'Malley likes, oh, wow. or maybe that's a shout out to something. Uh-huh. Oh, it probably is. Yeah. They're like talking about him dating the high schooler. And then I think Kim says the greatest thing. Scott, are you evil or are you really happy? He's like, what? You have ulterior <laughs> motives. I'm offended. I'm hurt. Wounded even. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, the way it's delivered in the movie is just like so deadpan and awesome. Yeah, uh, they do a great job translating the dialogue. Oh, yeah. The well, yeah. yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. Then we cut over to Scott being woken up by this phone ringing. It's his sister, Stacy, 19 years old, younger sister, rated T for teen. Mm. She's like, what's this I hear about you dating a 16-year-old? C-17, and how do you know? Wallace. Gossipy bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, she's asking him about him, and then, you know, she finds out that her name is Knives Chow, and that she's Chinese. And she goes to a Catholic school girl. Who, who school is this mysterious child? Oh, I know. She wants to make sure she has a, he hasn't done anything with her yet. He goes, no, we haven't even held hands. 
She's like, why are you doing this? He goes, I don't know. It's just nice and simple. Are you legitimately moving on or is this just being insane? He goes, I'll let you know, okay? <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that line. Yeah. So I get the impression that, like, you know, Scott is probably trying to date this girl because he was hurt from his relationship breaking up and like he just wants something that's easy right so and, someone you know, who just hasn't really developed completely yeah. who is really naive and yeah. has no idea how relationships are even supposed to really work and yeah, yeah. sounds not predatory for sure oh no i didn't say it was no good. i didn't I, say that so you good. did i'm just yeah, yeah. saying it's awful yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, just it's, something it's, simple you know where she like feels like uh she really shouldn't speak up a whole lot <laughs> yeah we turn the page and we see Wallace and um, Scott heading to school. And he's like, I don't want like, to be here at all. <laughs> he's like, no, it's cool. It's like in train spotting. He's like, uh, first of all, in train spotting, remember how he was freaking out and all worried that that was because he knew it was sick, wrong, and illegal. <laughs> and he's like, dude, it's not like that at all. That's what you said. Well, I didn't really watch that movie. You said it was like that. <laughs> I didn't pay attention. Scott really took the wrong message from Train Spotting. Yes, really. That's not a movie that you want to like go, yeah, I want to be it's like It's just those like people. Train Spotting. <laughs> I like yeah. it. He's like, okay, let's wait right here. And they're just standing right at the gate of the school. It's just so not creepy at all. Uh, oh, he, he's Knives... about to leave and then he stays. Oh, you should have left, Wallace. You should have left. Then uh, Knives shows up. This is my cool gay roommate, Wallace. Wallace. <laughs> I love the look on his face. His eyes are just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Do you want to know who in my class is gay? Yes. yes does he, he wear glasses? glasses? <laughs> and then he's like, uh, you can go now. Be, be gone. And I'm just like, wow, Scott, you're a dick. Well, you and he, he grabs her hands and he's like, you're too good for him. And then, um, you know. She says that Wallace is pretty funny. Can we get a pizza? I'm starving. Yeah, huh? Funny. And then we see them kind of going about their afternoon together. You know, they're eating. They're going to the Goodwill. They're just randomly talking about yearbook club and other high school stuff that's just, like, weird. <laughs> this other joke about the Stephen Stills. She's like, do you always call him by his full name? And he's like... Who's Stephen Wait, Stills? Who's Stephen yes. Stills? <laughs> and then she goes on, like, you know... I don't listen to that much music. I mean, I know a lot of kids who play piano or whatever, but you guys rock. I mean, Scott's like, I know I personally rock, but I never suspected we rocked as a unit. Thanks, Knives. <laughs> it's a big deal to rock as a unit. Yeah, it is. For sure. She's kind I mean, of picking oh, out an outfit that's similar to Kim's yeah. outfit. Oh, that's what it oh, is. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, she seemed enamored with Kim a little bit. You know? Well, it seems like she wants to be more like the girls that Scott's hanging around with. Because she's young and impressionable, and she thinks, oh, this is what Scott likes. And she wants to be cool because she's like, oh, a band that rocks. So cool. Scott is so cool. I want to be cool. Anyway, that's what I'm reading into it. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually kind of agree because um, Scott is just, I don't know. I mean, he, he's basically just using this girl to he's whatever. He's such a piece of shit. Uh, but she's she legit seems to be falling for him. You know, she's like the stars in her eyes. It's not her fault. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But it's just, it just makes it what he's doing even worse. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure. You see them walking home. She says she's never gone out with someone so talented. She's like, have you gone out with a lot of guys? No. She's like, I've never even kissed a guy. Me neither. Mm. 
And then he walks her up to this secret lair, which is his house. It's a no girls allowed deal. Well, because he, had, because he everything is is Wallace's, and they sleep in true. the same. There's no bed in there. They sleep together in the floor. So <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want anyone to go in there. Probably. Yeah, but Ramona goes in there later. Oh, okay. I think he doesn't want to be alone with her inside of a room. Oh, there you go. Yeah, because yeah that would be so bad. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's it's more like you know if, if they're alone like, together walking around, it's like different. At, yeah, sure. sure. Mm-hmm. Because he keeps dodging all of this, you know, being together with somebody or kissing a guy. Yeah, and like so that, you know? she's there hanging out. He's like, I gotta walk you to the bus stop now. <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of shit. He shows her the house that he grew up in, and then uh, he walks her to the bus stop. Yeah, <laughs> that little scratch, scratch where he's just kind of like, all right, this is mm, over. This yeah. is enough now. This. Yeah. Uh, we then cut to uh, Scott alone in the desert. It's very uh, the arts. The arts are different. You know, it's a little more wavy. No, fuzzy, hazy. You know, it's just not as detailed as it was. Right, right. Uh, and the color palette's also a little different. And he's like, you know, turn the page again. It's like, oh god, I'm so alone. Oh god. And you see somebody in the distance, kind of rolling past. She goes, "You're not alone. You're just having some idiotic dream." She tells him to shut up. <laughs> yeah. Great. And he's like, "Can we make out?" <laughs> that's he's like i'm dreaming oh, oh, damn it scott but i love the expression on his face when he wakes up yeah. right there where he's just like yeah what was that <laughs> like you can tell already that he's gonna be like a super obsessed creep about this uh-huh. and then we cut over to uh wallace and scott eating sushi with other scott wallace's boyfriend um i like how this scene actually took place in wallace's apartment in uh the bedroom right oh okay yeah, now I want sushi. Uh, now they're both trying to insist that the other take the sushi roll, and other scotches is yeah. I'm, I'm having that. I'm having that. Yoink. Give. I like how he's like, oh man, I had this weird dream, and he goes, excuse me, can we skip the dream time? Color me not interested. <laughs> he's like, you're not the boss of me. I love that, but he didn't get to talk about his dream. I, I love yes. this dude just shuts him down. Like, no, oh, we're that's not doing great. That. Is that in the movie? Yeah. It is. Okay. I remember it's his different. delivery so clearly, though. Color me not interested. He's all like, yay for that. <laughs> oh, man. Karen Culkin, so good. Then we see Scott on the bus. Uh, his face is so intense. He's still thinking about it. He's still thinking yeah. about this dream. I'm going to make the face, babe. <laughs> you did a good job of that. Thank you. He's all like, and then we cut over to the Toronto Public Library, Witchwood Branch. And Scott's like, okay, this is weird. And he goes, what's weird? Libraries always remind me of grade school. That must seem like, like a really long time ago. <laughs> yeah, let's He's not like, talk about this anymore. Yeah, let's not. And then um, they come down the stairs and Scott sees Ramona. I love the lines where it's right. like, it's the like it zooms lines. in on her or whatever. Yeah. It's done oh, so sorry. well. There's like, a lot of yeah. like anime. Yeah, yeah stuff that's happening. what it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's actually something I forgot to mention. Like a part of this, Our Brian Lee O'Malley was manga. inspired because he read um, manga. Yeah. Growing up, as is a it kid. manga or is it manga? I think you could say either one. Okay. Yeah. I've heard it. Pronunciation manga, corner. Uh, let me know. Yeah. Uh, let long... us know in the pronunciation corner. To be honest, I- I'm pretty sure I say both of them all the time. Okay. Right on. Because <laughs> I don't know which one it is. Manga. Because uh, manga. I wonder if it's. I wonder. I don't know. I've you always. Like, I've always manga. heard it manga, so I have no idea. You like manga. that manga? manga, or maybe it's. You like that manga? Maybe that's how you say it if you don't want to sound like a super nerd, and yeah. you're like, I don't. I have. I don't know how to pronounce this I word. I, I've never read a, uh, a manga before. I don't know what a manga is. I've never read is. that. I've definitely never read Rurouni. <laughs> don't you got to read them backwards? 
What's I don't that? get it. Manga, that's like that Naruto. I don't get it. That's that boy that runs funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. But yes, this is that. This is what this is. So. It's an American, yeah. but it's a ca- Canadian doing that. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fun. Yes. Fun. Scott is like transfixed, and Nice is like, "Yo, what's up? Do you know that girl?" And he goes, "No, he's got wait, the face. I don't, I don't think so." But yeah, he's obviously. He's you got know, that just... obsessed face. And then it cuts over to band practice. Scott, you played one note for that entire song. Maybe my hands slipped. And goes, "Is your girlfriend distracting you?" I'll be quieter. <laughs> they... <laughs> When she says that in the movie, I was just like, oh, my God. Uh, I just could not be more clear how terrible this is. Okay. So I just want to give a little bit of background here. So Brian Lee O'Malley, he's half Korean, half French Canadian. Fun. He plays as a musician under the alias Kupek. Okay, nice. Yeah, okay. So he's he's he does band stuff. So Excellent. there you go. Anyway. Very, there you go. That's... That's how you know. That's how he's so good at all this band all humor. All these inside band jokes. But most importantly... The I feel like the humor really comes from being an extremely local band that plays gigs maybe a couple times a month at just your local dirtbag oh, bars. Yeah, yes, yeah. Just a dirtbag bar. And it's like whatever your friends could be bothered to fucking show up to your little gig. It's fantastic. And I love their dirtbag ways. Steven says, let's do that one again. Scott says, waffle. And then we cut to, it looks like another like dream sequence because it's got that one panel on the one page and the, the other page. Is got oh, like yeah. Four Similar, yeah, layouts. Yeah, but uh, it's like Scott and uh, Steven are in a different band because there's a female singer, there's a saxophone player, and then he sees uh, Ramona scree by but the song is like keep on the pace that's not the pace that was not the case i never loved you you were such a spaz get over yourself <laughs> right yeah there's yeah. A, yeah. i just want to say also for the listeners there's a couple of words in here that uh none of us agree with the usage of uh including oh, yes, totally. the r word which is often right, used yeah. as a derogatory in a derogatory manner the same way that spaz is uh we don't we don't like that so just letting you know it's fine and yeah. i'm sure I don't know. I'm not sure. I might be totally the opposite of what I'm saying, but I wonder if the author would be like, hey, yeah, if I could go back in time and not do that, I would not do that. So maybe let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe if he could change things, he would not do that. So let's just give him the benefit of the doubt. We don't know. But I will say none of us like that. So, yeah, just want to make that very clear. And Scott realizes he's dreaming. Ramona's like, good call. And then he wakes up and then it cuts to them. He's like, where are you going? I told you 50 times. Well, I forgot, okay? <laughs> yeah. And they're going to a party at Julie's, uh, who's Steven's ex-girlfriend. Mm. And there's someone wearing a New Order shirt. Oh, yeah, New Order. That's oh, that's Young Neil, isn't it? Yeah. Or is it just oh, is that else? Young Neil? Okay, nice. Well, in the movie, he was talking to Young Neil when he's like, I'm, man, this party totally sucks. I'm going to go pee due to boredom. <laughs> what? So I just assume that's young Neil. On his way to go pee, he runs into Como, and he's like, hey, you know everybody, right? And he goes, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say everybody, but yeah, I guess. And I like how he's like, do you know a girl that looks vaguely like this? And he just points his hands down. Amazing. <laughs> and he's like, Ramona. That's great. <laughs> really good. Also, another great casting. Um, I don't remember. I don't yeah. know who the actor is, but I mean, she's fantastic with her yeah. anime hair. Oh no, I think he's talking about Como. Oh, sorry. Whatever, yeah. Oh, it's not just yeah. talking about Ramona. He's like, yeah, man, Ramona Flowers. Someone says she might actually be here tonight. Look around. You at the hospital? I hear she's hardcore. Mm, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. 
is maybe that means clearly communicates boundaries, wants, and needs. Right. <laughs> That's hardcore, yeah. man. I don't know if you can deal with that. He definitely can't. Scott Pilgrim cannot. Well, maybe Como has heard something about like you have to fight like seven dudes yes. if you want to like go out with her or whatever. <laughs> no, I was making fun of how shitty Scott Pilgrim is, yeah. but yes, that's clearly what yeah. he means is that you have to fight a bunch of guys or a bunch of exes, as the movie ah. uh, points ah. out, because not all of her exes are dudes. So you see Scott, he's actually starts looking around, and then he he spots her at the party, and this is like a really cool <laughs> double face. I'm sorry. He crushes no, no, the can in his hand. The fucking face that he makes. <laughs> yes. But I love this, like, this splash page, I guess, you know? It's yeah. like the two pages. And so Scott slides up to him and goes, hey, what's up? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Immediately. Zero game. She's like, she just, I like that she just looks at him and then she looks away. <laughs> Only response to that. She talks, he says, I like your shoes. I got them in England. Reminds me of something, but I can't remember. Uh, am I dreamy? Oh, so uh, not the right thing to oh. say. He's like, um, I'll leave you alone forever now. Thanks. Like, Thanks. She's mortified. She's secondhand embarrassed for this guy that is trying to talk to her at a party. Also, aren't his parents in Europe right now? So when she was like, oh, I got them in England, couldn't he be like, oh, yeah, my, my parents are over there right now. I, I, I love this whatever city this time of year. Like any but that's other what he thing. Said, but he goes, I, they, made me, they remind me of something. So maybe that's what he's thinking of. But then he's like, I can't, but I can't remember. Yeah, but like, just, yeah. I mean, have a normal conversation. <laughs> I don't understand this. Anyway, it's terrible. This is awful. Yeah. The opposite of a meat cute. And then uh, we turn the page and it says, and then he stalked her until she left the park. Oh, no. And then he goes and he's like, Dude, she's real. I'm not dreaming. She's totally real. And then he goes to ask Como about her. And Como says, go ask these two girls. He goes and asks these girls. (laughs) And then they go, oh, talk to Julie. And then he ends up, you know, he's just basically talking to everybody he can, trying to find out about her. And then, like, you know, he gets to Julie. And Julie's like, she just moved to town. She works jobs delivering for Amazon, CA. She keeps going to the store where I work. And then he's like, hey, didn't she break up with that guy recently? And she goes, Yes, but I didn't want Scott to know that, Stephen. <laughs> Scott, I forbid you from hitting on Ramona, even if you haven't had a girlfriend in over a year. Aubrey Plaza, by the way, in the oh, movie. Yeah, Incredible. Yeah. Oh, Incredible. He's like, dude, he's going out with a high schooler. His morning period is officially over. Oh, like, dirtbags. I like it in the line in the movie where she's like, dating a high schooler is a morning period. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, I don't know about this. She's like, forget about it, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I can just hear uh, That's all I can hear. We then cut over to later that evening. Guess Scott's who's drunk? <laughs> but I, I, I love, guess Wallace. I, I love this. I uh, Wallace. The, <laughs> I love the pacing, how it's like one panel, it's like dark. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden the lights are on and he's like, guess who's drunk? The click or whatever. Yeah. The door yep, just that... bursts open. Like, it's really good. It's you really guessed good. right. <laughs> And he plops down on the bed and he Amazing. slumps over. And so he goes, how was tonight, Scott? He tells him about the party. And he's like, you know. Um, oh, okay. It's a girl. Can, can, I, can I pretend he's a guy? Can I pretend we're talking like, about a guy? He's like, and there she is. There, there he is. is. <laughs> oh, I think I'm in love, but something bothered me. He goes, oh, yeah? And he goes, I think it's the shoes she was wearing. What do they look like? They look really uncomfortable. Well, he describes them as haunting shoes. I'm like, I'm like, can you draw me a picture? So he draws him like a little picture of them. 
Those shoes are Mr. Silly shoes, Scott. What is uh, Mr. Silly shoes? What is that? What What is that? I have no fucking idea. Oh, no. oh, uh, oh, oh. Get... Mr. Silly looks like... Okay, so he's a, a very simple cartoon. He's just a round yellow man with an orange top hat and very silly shoes. Oh, Mr. Silly oh, shoes yeah, made I know of custard yeah. creams. What? He looks like a, like a, the remember those? Um, <laughs> so that makes it even funnier. Yeah, do you remember? He's those... like he drew them and then <laughs> literally <laughs> Mr. Silly shoes. Those are Mr. Silly shoes. Do you remember the? Do you remember the Tootsie Pop commercials? Kind of yeah. reminds me of that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, then it's t- the next morning or technically afternoon, mm-hmm. and uh, Wallace is baking bacon. He's like, "Are you hungover or something?" He's, I don't even drink. Oh, right. Well, bacon anyway. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> And I like that one little that one little panel of the bird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really good. The pacing yeah. is awesome in this book. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Amazon CA, that's that online bookstore, right? Whatever. What's the website for that? <laughs> Amazon.ca. <laughs> I love that in that panel in the middle of with all I can't believe in this the colored version. So that panel is all white and there's just the dots going across. Yeah. Very good. Oh, Very it's so good. good. Yeah. One thing though I know we don't get out of the uh because he used a lot of um like Different types of textures in the black and white ones that aren't present in the um, color version. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I yeah. have the black and white version right here. Yeah, I I read both of them. So yeah. yeah. Thank you for letting me borrow the black and whites too. It was it was really oh, cool yeah. to, to read it like that. I I really enjoy the black and white version. The color version is actually really cool too. You know, it's just like another way to enjoy it. He's like, I have to order something really cool. I have to order something cool. Sorry, I got distracted by the internet. I'm ordering some CDs. Is this your credit card info right here? I love that look at his face. He's like, ugh. He's like, you got mail. Dude, the computer claims I have mail. <laughs> Whatever, Scott. <laughs> now I'm reading it. Hey, it's dear Mr. Program. It's kind of my attention that we will be fighting soon. My name is Matthew Patel, and I'm, hmm, this is what? This is what? What is it? It's boring. Delete. <laughs> He's like, and then you just cut over, and then we see Scott is sitting in front of the door waiting for the package he just ordered. I like in the movie when the ding dong comes up on the screen. Oh, that's right. so yeah. good. Yes. That's, you see here that that's straight out of the comic. It's yeah. really cute, yeah. Yeah, the doorbell rings. He goes, woohoo, and it's nice. He goes, what's up? <laughs> Attack hug. Remember, we're hanging out today. Remember, how could I possibly forget? <laughs> and then he's just like, you go about seeing them hanging out together, and he is just totally not interested. He's not there. Well, and before he was like, oh, tell me all about the little bullshit going on with your right, all the little, little friends. drama. He was like, oh, she was all the different yeah. names and, and now everything. He cannot. He's just not interested. Yeah, he's just totally checked out it it's it really kind of sucks for knives too i mean well fuck it this we already thing determined sucks this. for her yeah. I mean, so she's we've like, already oh. determined that scott is a fucking dick but he's taking yeah. up so much of her time and energy when she should just be living yeah. her little 17 year old life and it's just very ugh. knives ask ask him like so what are your parents doing in europe he goes gallivanting spending euros on things <laughs> <laughs> just just again the worst conversationalist you'll yeah. ever meet. Just not a nice man. And then he like doesn't walk her to the bus stop either. He's like, you know, yeah. I'll walk to the bus stop myself. You live the opposite way. And then she kisses him, and he's like, "I'll see you at band practice." And he zooms fucking, away, <laughs> zooms away like the Flash. Why continue to hang out with her? Why not just say, yeah. "Hey, I think this has run its course. I'm sorry." 
that yeah. this was ever even a thing. You need to be with someone your you own really age. You really need to be with someone your own age. I am doing yeah. a bad thing. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> when Scott gets home, he goes, did my CDs come? And he goes, dude, I hate to break it to you, but it's the weekend. Nothing's going to ship until at least Monday at the earliest. And even that's it's kind of unrealistic seeing how you just placed your order this afternoon. He's like, no. <laughs> Scott's like, I'm going to go to sleep in the next 16 hours. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> We then cut over to Sunday evening, and he's like, so I uh, got us a show, and they're like, oh, yeah? Uh, In the we industry, call we gigs. call them gigs, Stephen. <laughs> and then Nides is like, oh, my gosh, when? I love that. That's great, the way that they portrayed that. Really awesome. And he's like, well, it's uh, it's Wednesday at the Rocket. There was this guy, like, Steve, do you know anybody in the band? He's like, well, I'm in a band. <laughs> <laughs> great story, man. <laughs> but, I, but, this, was, but this is also a band joke to uh-huh. me. Because Wednesday night is oh, the worst the night. Worst. The, 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 you Don't want, do it. You want Friday night. You want Saturday night. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night gigs, they usually suck. Occasionally a Thursday night gig if it's yeah. like a friend unless is coming you're from like, out of town. Unl- and you're like, I mean, unless you're like a big name band. Oh, yeah. You know no, if I you're mean? like a yeah. legitimate touring band. It doesn't matter which day night you play. Of the, no, yeah. we'll go see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but We'll go no. see bands on a Tuesday or Wednesday. But if you're a local no, band, yeah. you do not want to be playing on a Wednesday night most of the time. No, because people have to go to work. Yes. They have to go, yes. to, work, to, go to work the next day. Or in Knight's case, she'll have to uh, think of an excuse to uh, get out of her house. Now, <laughs> we don't think that, though, about our friends' bands. We support them even when they have to play weekday night so oh, yeah, you yeah. should go you should go you should to go. see those we shows. go out when we can but yes sometimes it's hard to when do. we can yeah. sometimes it's hard to do because of our schedule but we try the, our best and you should also support your local music even sometimes if it's on a weeknight if you can i think i think i build a side of that one all right <laughs> hey we've definitely played some weeknight <laughs> hey hey we have oh we've look in our 12 of, years we, we have done our time plenty of weeknight shows. we have done our time oh, yeah. it's not like we're like too good for weeknight shows we fucking Paid our dues, man. Like we've done that. It's just like it's it just sucks is what we're saying. It fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so Knives is like, you know, has to talk about getting sneaking out and Scott's like, that's what if you can't make it? I mean, we're totally kinda suck. We're not worth it. And Skim's like, she's our biggest fan, Scott. <laughs> and young Neil starts crying. And she's like, Other than you, Neil. Uh... He runs away. <laughs> and Nice says she'll find a way to come and she'll bring some friends. Yeah. Steven's like, Yeah, just tell me you have a study group. <laughs> uh, and so he tells them they're playing Crash in the Boys. He goes, Man, that one band with Crash and those boys. I, I hate, hate them. them. <laughs> <laughs> then we did cut over to uh, Scott. He's uh, having another dream. He's walking to high school. I just want to say, I'm, I'm just real quick. Sorry. Go I'm, ahead. I'm really thankful that the local scene is not like that at all. Like, I've, I've never run into that where there's any kind of. There's a lot of camaraderie and there's no fucking competition. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. not like uh, there's another band with a girl in it. Well, we live in a big city, so it's a lot of um, diversity there, so that's fine. So that was kind of something I could not relate to, but <laughs> I think that's I think that's poor form. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so we see Scott. He's in like what looks like a high school hallway, and then the door opens. Ramona swings by on a rollerblade. She's carrying a package, and you can, Scott can kind of see that it has his name on it, or maybe he can't. I, I can see it. She's got her bag there too, her like oh the star trademark bag, little bag. Yeah, she goes around the corner and he sees her at his door and he wakes up and 
bam, opens the door, and there's Ramona standing there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I, like Scott, her. I like the way that she's drawn here in this panel when he answers the door and she's just standing there. <laughs> she looks great. <laughs> she's just like, uh. Scott Pilgrim? He goes, do you want to go out with me sometime? Uh, do you? I think we should date. Uh, no, uh, I just no that's okay. <laughs> I like her response. Uh, no, that's okay. You just have to sign for this. <laughs> Like he offered her a glass of water, and she's like, no, it's all right. He's like, hey, I just woke up, and you were in my dream. I dream you were delivering me this package. Is that weird? He goes, oh, man, now I recognize your face. She goes on to explain, it's just that there's this really convenient subspace highway that happens to go through your head. It's like three miles and 15 seconds, and you're, what? He goes, oh, I forgot y'all don't have those up here in Canada. What is that? What is she? So basically she understands why he's dreaming about her or something yeah. like that, right? subspace well, highways yeah she's like taking a subspace highway that goes through scott's head and she goes oh i guess they don't teach that in canadian schools right yeah <laughs> i was wondering why they were always empty up here right is it like in super mario 2 she just stares uh, at him there's a beat where she just stares at him well that's in this great. universe also you can punch people so hard that they turn into change right yeah so that's another little yeah, video yeah. game thing yeah she's like mm, no it's not really like that at all <laughs> So you're American, right? Why? Am I coming off as rude or something like that? You don't remember me? We met at a party the other day. Ramona Flowers, right? Oh my god, you asked me about... I just thought you were crazy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, this whole yeah. thing is the most awkward thing I've ever read in my life. <laughs> and I'm sick of it. And I just... At this point, I think I skipped the rest of this page and just, like, went to the next page because I couldn't handle how cringy it was. But basically, it's like she, she's trying to get him to sign. He's like, if I sign, you'll leave. And then he just keeps pressuring her. More scummy goes, behavior of like, of this whole like holding her hostage. Yeah. Like she's try she's on the clock trying to do her literal job. And he's like, yeah, but if I sign that, then you'll leave. And she's like, yeah, that's the point. And it's awful. It's just awful. Yeah. It's like when dudes at a restaurant are like, that waitress is so nice. She's smiling at me a lot. That's literally her job, to smile at you and be nice she, to you. She, she's trying to get her paid. Job. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't. If, if a girl says no, just, just walk. Just, yeah, stop. Just it's bad. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't condone any of this behavior. But, you know, eventually she agrees to go out with him and he signs for his CDs. And then we cut over to the date. He goes, why are you just standing there? Dude, I'm waiting on you. They're like walking through the park. It's all snowy outside. And they're just chatting. And their their conversation got less awkward, you know. Right. That is mm -hmm. true that that happened. They talk about his, he's got an X-Men patch or whatever. He's like, oh, obviously one of us went to Professor Xavier's school for gifted youngsters. <laughs> I like that. And <laughs> one of us didn't. Yeah. I really like that scene. Uh, that's yeah. pretty good. She's like, did you miss that yourself? I don't have to answer that. <laughs> Obviously, one of us is a total nerd. She's like, uh, so what do you do? And he goes, I'm between jobs. Between what and what? Well, my last job was a long story filled with size. And maybe we could get into it in, in a later volume. I like that's a little like meta joke because I think they do get into it in a later volume. Well, yeah, they do. Because okay, yeah, yeah. later in the movie, I remember them getting into that. So I'm sure they touch have to touch on it at some point in these books. He's like, I don't even want to talk about my last job. He goes, maybe volume three for that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he must have had it plotted out at this point. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, because, like, he did sell the rights before the comic was done, but he did get the comic out before the movie did come out. He did get all vo six volumes, so he probably worked, told Edgar Wright basically how it's going to go. Sure, yeah. Like, like but, Game of Thrones style. Yeah. Except it was fine, probably. It, it was fine. Okay. I mean, <laughs> 
she they started talking about the subspace highway. She goes, it was totally an accident. I didn't mean to get you obsessed. I haven't been obsessed in so long. It's it's really weird. Well, you sleep with a guy, right? Uh, well, I'm just guessing from your haven't seen your apartment, but you totally do. Ha ha ha. And this guy <laughs> is protesting way too much. A lot of homophobia happening. So fun. Yeah. The joke is that he's scared that she'll think he's gay. They keep chatting, and you know they're walking along, and all of a sudden they're getting cold, and it, the snow just keeps pouring down. And she's like, "Hey, I think there's a thingy around here." And she's like, "What? A door?" And she opens a door and pulls him through subspace. Pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> this this panel is really awesome. This was a scene that I really enjoyed in the black and white. You don't yeah, get the same. You don't really get the good. same feel for it. Looking at the color, you don't get the like same this, feel yeah. for it because. In the black and white, the panel slowly starts to fill with the white. And the white yeah. just takes over each subsequent page until you get to that huge beat at the end. So um, I think that that's amazing, the way that that was done. That's one yeah. that, That's one instance where you're like making that medium work for you. Yeah, you're it's like, cute. I'm going to get the black and white, and I'm going to make this work. Yeah, the, the black and white is stunning. You know, I mean, I, I really do. I, I am appreciating this color version, but I mean, yeah, the black and white's the one I read first. <laughs> Well, like you say, you can see all the pen strokes and everything. Yeah. And and it's like a lot of that texture that you see in the black and white also gets lost in the colored version. It yeah, looks like he's yeah. using a brush and India ink. That's just my best guess. I don't know. Mm. It, could, yeah. it could also be brush markers. I do not know. I actually found like a whole Wikipedia article about oh, really? what he uses, oh. uses. And I cannot really remember because it, it was like paragraphs of different stuff oh know, i would love to pens. read that that sounds fascinating yeah yeah his, his artwork is really amazing I, and i love the, the like the, how you did the research but you can't tell us anything about it because you don't remember well uh it. that sounds like something i would the, do when we come back and do volume two no, that yeah, was, it sounds like that. something yeah. i would do for sure yeah and i like brian leo malley's art style you know it's all very cartoony and just like fun and it's very just, wibbledy you know, wobbledy yeah so you know she pulls into the suspect door and they're at her apartment um and they start taking off their um their winter coats and getting the snow off of them. And then she like leads him up to her kitchen and it's like, do you want some tea? And she says, I, um, what kind of tea do you have? John, you had something for this? Oh yeah. No, she, she talks about, I love this scene where she talks about the tea. I like it in the movie too. Blueberry, raspberry, ginseng, sleepy time, green tea, green tea with lemon, green tea with lemon and honey, liver disaster, ginger with honey, ginger without honey, vanilla almond, white truffle, coconut, chamomile, blueberry chamomile, decaf, vanilla walnut, constant comment, and earl grey. And he's like, did you make some of those up? Um, I love, that, I, I love that whole scene, but uh, I did want to take a deep dive on the teas just because um, blueberry chamomile is my favorite tea. It's favorite tea. I was so excited that that's in there. I, I actually it. drink blueberry chamomile every like morning. Every single morning. Um, that's my tea. It chills me out. I have a lot of anxiety, especially when I'm going to work. Mm -hmm. And so um, I don't do caffeine. I don't do coffee because no. that just makes me feel like my heart's going to explode. <laughs> so I do a blueberry chamomile first thing in the morning, hot, and it gets me chills chilled me out, out so that way I can do my job effectively. But yeah, so all these are actual teas and they're all the flavors of them are all of the the teas except for constant comment sleepy time and liver disaster um constant comment and sleepy time have been around for a long time liver disaster was made up in this but since then it has become a tea um, so, oh wow so there is a tea company called adagio and i'll link it in the show notes um, on adagio.com they decided to make liver disaster and it has scott pilgrim and artwork from oh, this fun. on the box that's nice so they must have oh, had wow. permission from brian leo malley to well, do this yeah i mean and got that artwork like that's fun yeah and they were like we got to do this i mean yeah. they must have been fans of it that's you cute. know so the liver disaster 
uh, on their site, it says one of the teas in Ramona's Flowers extensive tea cabinet, citrus, green tea, and apples can support liver detoxification, mm. and pomegranate and raspberry adds much-needed antioxidants. Mm. Plus, all the different colors present are a symbol of Ramona's ever-changing hair. Liver detoxification is woo-woo bullshit. And oh, okay. It's not real. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, anyway. It's not real. Um, but she also mentioned sleepy time. Ingredients for that are typically chamomile, spearmint, lemongrass, telia flowers, blackberry leaves, orange blossoms, hawthorn, and rosebuds. And then constant comment is black tea, rinds of oranges, sweet spice, and natural flavor. I do want to go ahead and add, though, that the things that are in that tea are beneficial. And if you like that tea, you should absolutely drink it and enjoy it. And I'm all for that. And I think that's wonderful. Only specifically talking about the words liver detoxification. Right, right. Total bullshit. That tea probably has lots of benefits for if you want to drink that. Totally go for it. I might, in I might order some just to right try it. Right because, on. No uh, problem. Just because I'm a fan of this book, you know. Just and... know that it is just going to do whatever tea normally will do. But uh, I, I think it's so funny that sure. liver disaster is that the is name. a funny fucking name like, for it. Yeah. Yeah, to put that in the list of all the teas. Yes. And uh, I was so glad that they adapted this scene so accurately in the movie. Although they do take a couple of these out. I think there's three that they take out. Oh, okay. But for the yeah. most part, they keep most of them yeah. in. We have blueberry, raspberry, ginseng, sleepy time, green tea, green tea with lemon, green tea with lemon and honey, liver disaster, ginger with honey, ginger without honey, vanilla almond, white truffle, blueberry chamomile, vanilla walnut, constant comment, and Earl Grey. Did you make some of those up? So? I'm a huge tea fan. I actually got you into tea. You, you did, did not drink yes. any tea at all. I was not a tea person until... And I was yeah. like, there's got to be a tea you like. I know there is. And I bought him like 100 different teas like a this sampler, comic yeah, here. Giant sampler. And I was like, you're going to find one that you like. And he was like, I did. Oh, I found a thing that I like. And so I ordered him just a bunch of that tea. And like I, I now I'm, I've got you into tea. Yes. I got you into tea. But if, uh, if I had to do a list like this, I think ours would be longer oh, yeah. than Ramona's is because we have <laughs> yeah. so many fucking teas. Wow, so many different. Horrible. I, so I don't. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, per, my tea habits are a little bit different. I love like an oolong tea. I love loose tea i love like fancy loose these tea. are like herbal teas yes so right. these are all herbal teas which are great and if you enjoy them perfect and beautiful and i have been known to have a chamomile lavender or a green tea with jasmine or, or whatnot they're very enjoyable and fun and good uh, but for the most part i enjoy like oolongs like a loose leaf oolong from china and my favorite place to get tea is west china tea company uh run by uh, Sohan and his wonderful family and friends, and they're over there in Austin, Texas, doing their thing. So Support West local. China Tea Company. Yeah, there you go. I'll and link it in the show notes. Good. Yes. Awesome. Order, order some herbal tea from Andagio.com or order some loose tea from West China Tea Company. Absolutely. And yeah. they have a lot of really wonderful teas. And if you go on there, they promote tea as a culture as well. Tea culture is it's really wonderful. And uh, I just read all about it. You can read about these teas and their, and their origins and, and all this sort of stuff. Also, herbal teas are perfectly wonderful, yes. too. And there that's great. Yeah. And everybody enjoy the tea that they like. And that's wonderful. Any kind of tea is a good tea. Tell us what kind of tea you like. Tell us and, what kind of tea you like. And that's like. Tea Corner. That's Tea Corner. Back to you, Aubrey. Back to you, Aubrey. I, uh, I like myself a vanilla chamomile tea myself. Oh, lovely. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And, and I like an orange spice. And Ooh. the constant comment... I really like that one too. I dig an orange spice tea though. Yeah. We have some really good oh, ones. Oh, yeah. really nice autumnal tea, Aubrey. That's a um, good one. Good pick. Did y'all notice the Johnny Cash poster on the side of my Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. I did it because I'm I'm reading this the black and white one. It's kind of hard to see. 
I couldn't yeah. really tell what it was. I knew it was a thing, though. Yeah, that is one thing that you can nice about the iPad is you can just you can right zoom. Yeah. You're always telling me just zoom in, and I'm like, I'm it's a paper. I can't zoom it. Yeah, I need to get you that magnifying glass. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, she starts making the tea, and he's like, you know, he's still serving. He goes, uh, let me get you a blanket. And he goes, that would be awesome. And then you know, she goes off into her room, and then he's just standing there, and then he follows. He's like, dude, I'm changing. But you know, she kind of comes up to him, and then they start making out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works in his favor. Yeah, hey, mm-hmm. yeah. This kind of mirrors that other panel that you where they first met. It was kind of like the same layout almost. Oh, oh right. yeah, the one that you mentioned mm-hmm. where it was all awkward at the party. Anyway. Yeah, so you know, you know, they they strip down and they get into the bed, and then all of a sudden she's like, you know, I changed my mind. He goes, I don't want to have sex with you right now, Scott Pilgrim. And he's like, okay, that's cool. So <sighs> he's not a total ass. No, <laughs> thankfully he drew the line there. <laughs> That's good. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, or like, he, he is a shithead. I'm not trying to say that he's not. No, no, but, but this is but good. His, but his whole thing with knives is that it's simple, and it's and that's why he likes it. And then, so that's kind of what he tells her here, is he's like, I just need something simple like yeah. this. You know what I mean? He's like, I just kind of like this. This is what right. I need right now. So. And it does, yeah. at, at least his shitheadery does not extend to anything that's truly, truly terrible. Yeah, this is where so it actually, this is, great. this is a sweet moment, we actually. We like this, you know? we like yeah, this. So yeah. This, yeah. this is sweet. This is very nice. But I think that's what he's getting at, misguidedly, you know, with his relationship with Nine. Absolutely, like he's, for sure. He's wanting something like this. Yeah, yeah. Which is great that he's doing. He's well. He's expressing himself very well here, which I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. We then cut to the next morning, and Ramona is getting up. She is like brushing her teeth. He's like, "What time is it?" <laughs> There's a poster of her rear window. I can see it. Oh yeah, a rear window poster. Oh yeah, that was a uh, movie. Uh, was it Alfred Hitchcock starring Jimmy mm-hmm. Stewart? Yeah, yes. I love Jimmy Stewart. Oh, I love him. That's a good one. Uh, Scott wishes that he could morph into he could turn into a morphing ball and row to the bathroom <laughs> instead of having to get out of bed. I knew a guy that. who so could do that. He said reference. it wasn't that great. <laughs> You're ruining all my illusions. Uh, and of course, that is a reference to uh, Metroid. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, really good. I love that. She puts on a shirt that says "Herself the Elf." What is is that something? I'll look it up. You keep going. And so you know, he gets up, he gets dressed. He asks if he can see her again because he didn't want to just he doesn't want this to just be a one night stand. He's like, well, what do you have in mind? He goes, well, my band is having a show on Wednesday. He goes, you have a band? He goes, yeah, we're terrible. Please say you'll come. Well, <laughs> yeah, okay, nine tomorrow, I'll be there. And she skates away. And I love how the uh, the snow melts with her rollerblades. Yeah, that's cute. I love the sound effect too, where it's like it's got the, it's the sound of the. You know, you can hear those wheels, how yeah. they like, how they roll and all that stuff. What is that? The snow melting, though, like the hissing stuff. Oh, is that what it is? I don't know. I'm just. That was I my thought that's what it was. Ah, okay. I thought it was the that rolling. Yeah, yeah you know the sound. Oh of yeah. Those rolling. Oh yeah. The nineties. Oh, okay. So herself, the elf was a franchise line for young girls, similar to Strawberry Shortcake. Okay. So cool. uh, yeah, I didn't. I've never heard of that one. But what? Herself, the elf. Canadian. Thing. Oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Eventually, we he Scott rides back home to Wallace's house, and he goes, it took me five hours to get here. <laughs> yeah, your mother and I have been worried sick. There's a letter for you on the bar. Mm. Dude, I got a letter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he starts to talk to her about Ramona, and he goes, did you sleep with her? He goes, well, I slept in her bed. And he goes, you should break up with your fake high school girlfriend, Scott. <laughs> yeah, goes, I know. Letter? He's like, who's the letter from? He goes, don't miss the program. My name is Matthew Patel, and I um, uh, yeah, received no reply to my email on Saturday, considering this fair warning, blah, 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 fight schedule, et cetera. So the usual. 
yeah, I guess I'm just not interested in whatever this gentleman is selling. He crumples it up and throws it away. <laughs> He's like, you should come out to, uh, you come see my show tomorrow. And he goes, I'll come if you break up with knives tonight, that poor misguided angel. Yeah. <laughs> and Scott doesn't want to do it because he just doesn't want to confront him. Right, yeah, God. It's so terrible. We got everything. Uh, we start chapter five. Everything starts to get complicated. Scott's there and he goes, hey, is Knives here yet? She goes, she went to the bathroom or something. Scott, and she runs up and she kisses him. And she's all outfitted out. Yeah. She's got her outfit and everything. Yeah. Yeah, because I want it to look good for the show. Oh, you look really great. Um, look ready to hit the scene. Mm. He's like, listen, I think we should. I think I should go set up. Mm -mm. And then uh, we cut over to Steven giving them a lesson. Uh, oh, I love this. Oh, he's got like diagrams of everyone in the band. I love this in the movie so <laughs> yeah. much. This guy does such a great job. Listen up. As you know, we're playing a show tomorrow with Crash and the boys. Boo! Yeah. <laughs> Crash Wilson sings and plays guitar. The guy Joel on bass, I hate that guy. Don't you hate all bassist layers? Well, I don't hate well, myself, Kim. <laughs> oh my god! And so like they've got a new drummer, and Scott's like, "Oh, who's the new guy?" It's a yeah. girl. <laughs> <laughs> they got a girl drummer. I hate her so much. She's their secret weapon. They call her Trasha, and she's eight years old. I hear they discovered her at Pacific Mall Arcade playing Drum Mania. She has so much ADD; it's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> I hate her so much, Kim says. <laughs> well, let's do it. Let's practice. We've got 24 hours. 24 hours later. Amazing. But I like how she doesn't even know her yet. No, She's yeah. like, I hate her. Like, they've never even met. Anyway, that's just so such dumb. a... <laughs> so weird band rivalries. So weird. When we cut over... To when we cut over 24 hours later, uh, we see Scott. He's wearing a shirt by uh, the band Plum Tree. There you okay. go. Uh, yeah. Brian Leo Malley. They have a song called Scott Pilgrim, and that's where... Uh, Brian Lee O'Malley got the idea to write this graphic novel. Oh, the song is first? Yes. The song came before the... I had no idea. I um, love that song. Okay. But I only discovered it because of the movie. Huh. Same. <laughs> wow. So he was inspired by that song to write... Wow. I, have, I, I think that this is amazing, Aubrey, because a song inspired him to write a band graphic novel. Jeez. One of the best ones of all time, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, ah, that is so cool. What a great detail. I love learning about that. Man, I just hope it's true because, like, I got it from Wikipedia, so hopefully they didn't mind. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see them there in the club you know um they're you know talking um oh, do we not know do we not know how they feel about it like how plum well, tree I mean, feel about it yeah <clears throat> oh oh you know i'm not sure but i mean i i know it's on the the song's on the soundtrack okay so they so, made, they yeah. probably were like yeah that's cool yeah. okay cool at least yeah i mean they must have at least given them permission to use it right right on yeah scott uh, wallace shows up and goes hey i ran into your sister outside other scott couldn't make it you can hang out with us, Wallace. So who's your friend? This is Jimmy. And Wallace, you know, he got he's got that like that look in his eyes. Mm. <laughs> the and the again, I hate to keep bringing. I'm sorry to keep bringing the movie. This was so well done with fucking oh, Karen Culkin in there. He immediately sidles up and is doing his thing. It's great. He's like, "Thanks for coming, Stacy. You're my only friend. Uh, I'm always there for my little brother, Scrappy Man. Show you know that." He goes. Didn't you say he was like four years older than you? Yes. <laughs> then uh, Nye shows up with her friend uh, Tamara, and she kisses Scott, and everybody's face is just like horror struck. 
except Wallace. Wallace is like, no. I love everyone's uh, reaction when that happens. It's so funny. He's like, oh, hey, everybody, this is. And then all of a sudden, Ramona shows up. Flowers, age unknown. That is Scott is an idiot. And he's like, mm, 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 I have to go. And he zooms out. I love this little the bottom panel where it's like everybody is just like four circles with lines <laughs> on it. It reduces to this like kind of like childlike drawing, but where it zooms in on everybody and all that. So good. Yes. Like that feeling of everybody staring at you. And yeah. Yeah, it's just so good and so well paced, and it's just it's just great. And then we cut over to uh, Crash and the Boys. Good evening. Crash I am Crash, and these are the boys. Is that girl a boy too? Yes. Yes. <laughs> she throws the finger at him. Amazing. It's really good. <laughs> like, and then like this whole scene is directly in the movie. Goes so. What do you think, Jimmy? Do they rock or do they suck? They haven't started playing yet. That's this was a test, Jimmy, and you pass. <laughs> Crash is wearing a sh- uh, kink shirt. Oh, nice detail. Yes. And uh, the band, the drum says the Archies is from the, uh, you know, the band, the Archies from the comic. Oh, yeah. I was wondering about that because I guess maybe she's because she's eight. She her drum set is the is like has something like that. on it. Like, I was wondering why it doesn't say Crash and the Boys or something. Like, why does it say the Archies? Well, it doesn't say anything in here. Oh, oh it doesn't it's say anything on the black and white. It doesn't say anything in the black and white at all. Oh, wow. They put that in there in post uh. and coloring. I think they probably they probably added it because like you know it's like a play on like you know the Archies were a comic then they didn't they did a band and then they put out an album okay. in the seventies. <laughs> this is called I'm so sad I'm so very very sad goes something like this one two three four. <laughs> but they do this whole thing like I love this panel this because great. you know the bass player he's got hearts coming out of his and the drummer's got stars coming out of her music and then the guitar player or no that's the bass player he's yeah. got the death skull it's all whatever. different yeah. shit it's all different stuff and they can they do a lot of stuff like that in the movie where they tried to convey I think some of that it's really fucking funny it's one but of my favorite bits in the so, whole fucking movie it happens so quickly that a feather falls like the way they convey all that is yeah. just really well done yeah. without there being any sound like you can't hear it yeah. but it comes across so well yeah all the visuals that like try to give you the impression of what type of music they're playing is just so dead on it's so good i love the what this is one of my favorite bits in the whole fucking movie is the this band's short little songs like oh, right. the song is called we hate you oh, please yeah. die or whatever yeah. you know what i mean I, I i don't know i really dug that that was that was something that was always stuck with me as being very funny this song is called i am sad so very very sad <laughs> thank you <laughs> i like it's like 0.4 seconds long you're all too kind I like Wallace. Like this is not a race, guys. <laughs> I like Steven. So these guys are good. They're all like he's always he's, he's so fucking nervous about playing. They're all steaming like after their yeah. after their song or whatever. That was point four seconds. Songs for the guy who keeps yelling from the balcony. It's called "We Hate You, Please Die." What did they for? Sweet, a song for me. <laughs> this song is weird. The rhythm is so wrong. This is a travesty. They're talking about maybe knives and. Uh, Neil Grimley telling how awesome they are and they're just listening to that band play. And he's like, this next song is called Last Song Kills the Audience. And it'll be our last song tonight for you all. Ha ha ha, one, two, three, four. <laughs> he's like, are they serious? They can't be serious. Like, no, I've seen him do this before. It actually just knocks the most audience unconscious for like 20 to 30 minutes. And she's like, we have to play next. Yeah, that's another thing. Right, that, yeah. Um, you know, not to talk, not to say, speak any unkind words about um, any of the bands that we truly enjoy playing with and there are so many every once in a while you'll come across 
a band that has no manners or home training and was not raised right and will do something terrible like uh, take forever to get their shit off the stage for no reason or play way past the amount of time that they're supposed to play or uh, after their set is over say all right we're all going to another bar come with us there and uh, then you're just like all right very cool excellent we love it so yeah yeah, they keep playing this song, and then we cut over to the uh, girls' restroom, and Ramona and Scott's sister Stacy are talking in the bathroom. Go, so are you related to Scott? Go, yeah, I'm his sister. Cool, I'm Ramona, and they get to talking. And when they come out, they're like, you know, they see the audience has passed out, oh. except for uh, Wallace <laughs> and her boyfriend. Because Wallace, how dare you? <laughs> uh, super good. Uh, Stacey goes, well, you sit over there. You're not stealing another guy from me. <laughs> oh, and this is Scott's from Ramona. This is Scott's asshole roommate, Wallace. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, uh, Sex Baban goes to play. And he goes, we are... Okay, so the drum also says Archie. So it's probably just the... the oh, that's uh, just the, the... It doesn't have it in the black and white. So it must be like that's the venue's kit or something like yeah. that. Oh, the they didn't kit. bring their own shit. Everyone's backlining or whatever. Mm. They're using the house kit. That's yeah, what it is. They're using yeah, they're using the house yeah. kit. Wow. Would, could never. Could never. He goes, you, he goes, are you ready? He goes, we're playing the corpses anyway, so let's go. Okay, count us in. <laughs> we're six, five, one, two, three, four. They started their song and then crash in the ceiling. Mr. Pilgrim, it is I, Matthew Patel. Consider our fight begun. Matthew Patel. I love this whole, like. He has that extreme eyeliner in the movie and everything. Yeah, great. they did yeah. a great job adapting him, too. But, yeah. Um, I love this because uh, even reading the book, like, I guess in the movie, they make it all cartoony even before this. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not saying that mm -hmm. the book hasn't been cartoony because definitely the style is cartoony, but it makes a shift here. Well, it kicks it in high gear. It because really Because it's like yeah. he comes in and you're like, wait a minute, what's happening? And then Scott's like, everyone get off stage. And then he like blocks it and then all that stuff. It's like. The big like kapow down here. Yeah. Yes. You get the big it like says... anime fight. You know, they have powers or they have some sort of like. They're flying in and all this kind of stuff. And for me, like, the book really shifts right here. Yeah. You know what I yes. mean? The, the movie, yes. they, they kind of built it in where it's kind of happening throughout the building up to this. It's already kind of like that. But in the book, it, it's that's a different shift. It's a big tone shift for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. Yeah. We, we also see the Plum Tree shirt again. I actually found this great article. I'll link in the show notes. It's a Plum Tree interview by Mark oh. Rowland. And he talks to Catriona Sturton. She's the singer and bassist for the Canadian rock group. And he asked her about it. She says, my first reaction was that it was really cool. And I think I noticed particularly when first reading the book, you know, oh, Scott Pilgrim, that's really funny. But I have to say that even by the time I finished the first book and definitely into the next few volumes, for me, it just became more about being a fan of the book. I just wanted to know what was going to happen next. For all of us, it was really flattering. Now we've all become friends with Brian, so we're happy and proud of him and excited. But I think for all of us initially, it was just really flattering. Wow, that's lovely. Oh, that's Wonderful. Awesome. Yeah, really cool. Also, imagine being like, I'm going to make a comic. And then you end up being friends with that band. Right. That's yeah, fun. Yeah, that's cool. What a, what a happy ending for everybody involved there. That's great. I would just say, like, this part, like, in the comic and even in the movie, it's just like... Uh, it, it kind of shifts, and all of a sudden, it's like I don't know. It just felt like a fighting game part too. Oh yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like block reversal, you know, because you do that. The stuff music in like picks Mortal up Kombat too here as well. Like you got the uh, combat music, 
And right. I like how the- they're fighting and kicking each other and stuff. You've got Wallace. He's like, watch out. It's that one guy. <laughs> they- okay, thank, thank you, Wallace. <laughs> Then you see him, he goes to the air juggle, and you go, this guy's toast. Doesn't he know that Scott's the best fighter in the province? Yeah, so... 46. They, they don't talk about... I don't think they talk about that in the movie. That he's no, they apparently, don't. he's the best fighter there. And then air juggling, that's a video game yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the, they're using that, like... I could see why Edgar Wright or whoever, you know, when he adapted this, he's like, oh, well, it's all built in. Yeah, it's just built in. All the fighting stuff and the sound effects and how you're going to film this, like, it's all built into the comic already. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, because you you can't really air juggle people, but it's uh, it's pretty cunning because, like, 64 hits, that's a new personal best for Scott. Yeah. (laughs) I think that in the movie, they just wanted to it to be just implied like this is a normal thing that happens in this yeah, universe yeah. we don't really need to talk about it kind of a deal right which right. is interesting and then all of a sudden the fight starts for a second he's like so pilgrim you're as good as they say who the hell are you anyway <laughs> i am matthew patel and i'm ramona's first evil ex-boyfriend and i look at her she's like eh. yeah <laughs> so again in the movie it's it's just evil exes right because yeah. they because yes. one of them is uh, a gal which i think is a really interesting yeah. thing to do in your movie i think that's fun and good um but yeah so he's the first evil ex which implies now you're like oh how many of these are there though? right like yeah. it's kind of <laughs> i like that that's uh that kind of implies that there's going to be more of this bullshit which is great like is like you're fighting me because of Ramona. Yes, didn't, didn't you, you get my email and letter explaining the situation? I skimmed them. I delivered that letter personally in the middle of a blizzard. You'll pay. Amazing. What's with your outfit anyway? Are you a pirate? Pirates are in this year. <laughs> and then we get to you know, like, when did you date Ramona? And he goes, it was in the seventh grade. I don't want to talk about. It. <laughs> Come on, man! Any embarrassing story? Your mom's an embarrassing story. <laughs> <laughs> so in the movie, this is the artwork. Oh that right! They use yeah. this art. They they do use this, this. They got this guy to do the artwork for those scenes, which I think yeah. is excellent. We go on to find out that uh, she was in the seventh grade. All the jocks were after her, but he was the only non-white, non-jock kid in the school, uh, probably for miles around. And they started making out, and then they just start fighting off all the jocks. And then a week later, you know, nothing could beat Matthew's mystical powers combined with my brute strength. Nothing but pre-adolescent capriciousness. And she's like throwing him the finger. I guess that's when they break yeah. up. Yeah, because we dated for a week and kissed once. It's like mystical powers. You'll pay for this flowers, and then bam, demon hipster chicks show up. And the song in the movie is very—it's all delivered by this character, which I think is uh, yeah. a better choice for a movie. I get what they're doing in the book. I think it's—it's um, it's just interesting how some of those little shifts happen. But it's all this—it serves the same like texture and world building, which is this. Um, yeah. It's just very hilarious scene where he just breaks into song and they do a little song dance fight. Right, yeah. But on this, it's more like the rest of the crowd are with Scott. You know, we see Steven yeah. in there and Kim and uh, young Neil and even Wallace is in there, right? And like, so they're like doing a, a like a dance off. Like, and he goes, Fireball girls, take out these suckers. You and your fireballs, your demon hipster chicks, you're talking the talk and it's pretty slick. You think you're so great, but you're missing the point. You haven't got friendship and courage and whatever. That doesn't even rhyme. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) This is impossible. How can this be? Open your eyes. Maybe you'll see. K.O. Really good. 
Oh, so good. Pops into change. He goes, hey, sweet coins. <laughs> and he goes, how much did he leave you? And he goes, hmm. 210, that's not even enough for the subway back home. Dude, I'll leave you the 15 cents. I like the delivery, though. Sorry about that guy. How much did he leave? Like, that's her. Like, that's such a casual thing to say about a guy that just exploded into change. And I like the the casualness of that. I think it's, oh, sorry about that guy. How much did you leave? And then Scott's like, uh, let's get out of here before everybody gets really mad at me. <laughs> Later on, you see him on the subway. He goes, uh, so do you want to sort of go out with me? He goes, yeah, okay. I mean, do you want to make out? Sure. And then they start making out. And Ooh, the studio audience. From the studio audience. <laughs> that one guy, Matthew, Mattel, or whatever. Uh, I guess he used to be your boyfriend? Yeah, yeah, about that. I guess if you'll have to fight my seven evil ex-boyfriends if you'd like to date me. Seven evil exes? Six or seven. You dated seven evil dudes? Not all at once. <laughs> So I have to fight, defeat, defeat seven evil ex-boyfriends if I want to keep dating you. He says, so they'd come one at a time? And she goes, not all at once. I don't know about one at a time. Oh, okay, okay. yeah. I think later there's a, at least in the movie, there's one where there's two guys, right? Or whatever, yeah. yeah. They're, well, they're, yeah, they're like uh, the band That's a really cool fucking scene. That's a great scene. That's a great scene where they make scene. a big beast with their music. Yeah. That's so dope. This guy's like, well, I guess I'm okay with that. And then they, she smiles and they kiss. And then he asks about Gideon, and she's got these weird lines around her head. He goes, uh, Those exclamation head. lines or whatever. Yeah. Her, her eyes are uh, not filled in anymore. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. These little visual clues that yeah. something's up. Right. And He's it's like, like, and it just stays there. And I like how he can see it. He can see the lines <laughs> yeah. around her head. You know, that's so funny. Everyone yeah. with anxiety's worst fucking fear yeah. is that everyone can tell exactly <laughs> what you're thinking and feeling. That would be horrible. <laughs> and then he's like, do you still want to go out with me? She's like, yes. And okay. he's got the weird look. And you see him looking at the his reflection in the window, and he's got this, what am I doing face on his face. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like, what have I gotten myself What's into? What's happening now? And that's it. That's the end of the first volume. I really liked that. I, I was surprised at how faithful the movie is to it. And like like the flying demon girls that appear around Matthew right. Mattel. Like I thought that, yeah. that was just like a movie thing. I was like, oh shit, all that's in the comic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, again, I think it's just so cool how this got adapted because so much of it is already there on the page. You know, but but it it is its own thing, and I did have a different experience reading it than I did watching the movie. Although I love the movie, I've seen it a ton of times. I'll probably watch oh, yeah. it again. But it, yeah, the book was its own thing, and I thought that that was pretty cool. I, I really liked that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't mean to keep making comparisons to the movie. I think that's just only because it's, that's it's, what I saw first, and I know that if I had seen the movie second and had read the book first, I'd be like, oh, this is just like in the book. You know what I mean? So I, I obviously want to give credit where credit is due to Brian Lee O'Malley. I don't mean to be constantly saying that the movie is overshadowing this or whatever, but that was my first experience with this yeah. uh, and content. Oh. Movie too. And Same I, here, you know. I wonder how he feels about the movie. How do you think he feels about it? Did he oh, have any he direct input, it. or huh? I, I mean, I think he, I think he worked with it because, like, Great. he, the one thing he talked about, like, when he went was getting to the end, he knew he had to make it to, uh, not compete, but to uh, complement the movie. Yeah. So, oh, nice. uh, like I said, like when you start getting into the later volumes, you'll start seeing the story takes place over a different space of time. Sure. Whereas, like, like in the movie, I think it's like what a week or so, and right. in the, and the comic, it's like over a year's worth of time. Okay. Wow. Can you imagine but, writing something and drawing something that ends up having such a f incredible, phenomenal fucking cast? The oh people God, in that, that cast fucking is so movie. Good. I just There's like so many people in there. But they're all there because of the thing that he made. 
It's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool, yeah. And so I think, like, if anything I was well, responsible for ended up being adapted into a movie that was so fun and had such yeah. cool music and such cool people, like, that would be... I would feel good about that. Well, so I think, hopefully he feels good about that. Yeah, but I think a lot of that is also testament to Edgar Wright. I mean, Edgar sure. Wright yeah. saw this and he was like, I want to make a movie of this. And then all those actors were like, we want to work with Edgar Wright. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I think it's really like having a director who can see... The potential. Oh, yeah, sure. See, like, how awesome this is going to be when you put it, and then... It, but it has to be awesome in the first place. Right, it has to be so. awesome in the yeah. first place, but when you're when you're Edgar Wright, I think you can get, like, really good people. Sure, hey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can get some, some I, really awesome people. I think I just meant more like, uh, when all is said and done at the end of the day, when all of this has been made, for everyone to look back on this and be like, oh, we did a cool thing. Like, that's fun. How, how fun. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. So I just kind of wonder, because there are a lot of people whose work has been adapted into movies that they're like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no. And so, you know, I wonder if he has a good relationship with that movie because I, you know, I know a lot of people probably reference that. That was my first uh, exposure to this. And so I'm reading yeah. it now for the first time, like, oh, okay, like appreciating it for what it is on the page, like you're saying. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think most people's, I mean, not most people, but I think a lot of people who actually found out about Scott Pilgrim because of the movie, because, you know. Hey, it happened I, to Hellboy, too. I mean, yeah, a lot I mean, of people I've never heard of it. That way. Um, but I think that Scott Pilgrim is like one of those, like, one of those, like, cases where the adaptation is a good adaptation, you yes. know? Yeah. yeah. You know, they it, it's, it's not like, um, like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Or, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck that movie. <laughs> I was thinking about Alan Moore when I said not everybody likes the adaptations of yeah. their work. I was thinking about but, uh, Alan Moore. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I love this. I love this comic. It's, it's a great story. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm glad you guys uh, finally get to experience it. I mean, I didn't uh, know you guys hadn't pick. read it yet. No, yeah, I haven't read it yeah. yet. Yeah, this is fun. This is great. I'm excited to get into more of it. Yeah, yeah. so maybe we can make this a regular thing, Aubrey, where we can uh, cover this book. And, oh, uh, I'd love and, to. It, and it's really manageable too. It's only six, six volumes or whatever. So. Exactly. Great pick, man. I loved it. Awesome. Thank you. Well, uh, I'm excited to hear what everyone else thought. Let us know what you thought of the book. Let us know what you thought of the movie. And now I'm going to throw it back to you, Aubrey, so you can say all the things. All right, everybody. Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life. Uh, we really enjoyed that one and we enjoyed the movie. And we want to hear what you thought. Uh, do you like the movie? Have you read the comics? Uh, send us a hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Book Club Member Comics and on Twitter at Book Club Members. And as always, you can uh, find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook About section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. I uh, also want to give you a thanks to Paul from Gatahan for the uh, letter scene. Thank you, Paul. Yes, thank you. Thank you to Only Beast for our theme music and Ross and Matt for our logos. Thank you, guys. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And when you're there, open it up and give us that five-star review. You know, every little bit helps. And if you like it, what you're hearing, uh, tell a friend. You know, have them join the book club. Do it. Next week, we are reading Baltimore. Or The Steadfast Tin Soldier and Vampire, an illustrated novel by Mike Mignola and Christopher Golden. We're reading The Prelude, uh, Requiem, and Chapter 1, Arrival, Kyrie. So this one is a book, guys. We're actually doing a book on the book club. Actual book club. This one, they just released an audio book for it, so you can get that as an audio. You oh, can yeah. get the book itself. And join us next week on Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm crashing. These are the boys. <laughs> I hate those guys. <laughs> And I'm Robbie Lovis saying, watch out, it's that one guy. Yes. Thank you, Wallace. <laughs>